Bros and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Jesse. And before we get started in the episode, I got some business to plug out. We have A3 Archery Custom Bowstrings. If you're looking for custom bowstrings, check out A3 Archery at www.a3archery.com. These guys are putting custom back in custom strings and introducing an industry-leading proprietary process called Pre-Cycle Shot Technology. Use code BBB15 for 15% off. Our next business we're going to plug out is Southern Loon Retrievers PA. If you're interested in in-person or online gun dog training, head over to Southern Loon Retrievers PA and click the link in the bio. Use promo code PODCAST in all caps. Our next business we're going to plug out is J&J Cabinet Plus. If you need custom granite or cabinets, hit up J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Jake and Josh will be more than willing to help you out and get the perfect countertop and cabinet of your dreams. That's at J&J Cabinet Plus on Facebook. Our next business that we're going to plug out is Josie Sweet Something. If you need cakes, cupcakes, wedding cakes, whatever the cakes may be, hit up Josie Sweet Something and get the perfect cake of your dreams. And now we're going to go ahead and get into the episode. So what's going on, guys? Not much. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, just trying to uh, get back from work, trying to get settled in and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know how that feels. <laughs> uh, where's your beer at? Oh, I don't drink during the week. I try to keep it to All the right. weekends. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink with. I'll drink for you then. <laughs> I'll drink tomorrow. <laughs> it's my day off. So. Oh, nice, nice, perfect. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we go ahead and, and get started on here, um, you guys want to go ahead and just introduce yourself to the guests and, uh, tell them what you guys got going on? Yes. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. You're the talker. He says I'm the talker. Yeah. Um, I'm Naomi Campbell and I run with, in conjunction with our family, um, the annual... Hold on. The Terry Campbell Annual Memorial Shoot for the Troops. We sh- it's short name, short version, Shoot for the Troops. All right. Or a Terry Campbell Shoot for the Troops. All right. And I am Sean Campbell. I also run uh, Terry Campbell Annual Shoot for the Troops, uh, along with my two brothers and my mother. Uh, Terry Campbell was my father who started this originally back 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what was like the uh, kind of the, the purpose of all of it? Uh, <laughs> it was my dad hearing me bitch about how we didn't have anything when we were deployed. Uh, when we got deployed, it was kind of a rush. Um, toilet paper was, you know, I'm sure you called it white gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were tired of drinking just water all the time and talking to my dad on the sat phone. Uh, he, uh, him and Russ Skaggs, decided to put a, uh, a fundraiser together to send us care packages. Awesome. And you guys yeah. just run, and you guys run a lot of the uh, archery stuff. Like I see that obviously that might be like y'all's premise is doing a lot of the archery shoots and, and, and why, why the archery? Is it just archery or are you guys doing other stuff as well? Um, so we're expanding. So it did it in 2003. It started off with just archery. Um, Sean's dad, Terry was also the founder of the archery range here in golden um, Colorado. He was one of the founding members um, when it was Coors that had donated the land. And so he partnered up with them. So he started it with just archery at that archery range. Um, two years ago, the shoot was handed back to the family from that archery range. 
and it's grown exponentially um, from what it has been since we lost Terry in 2007. Um, and so it's an all year thing now. So like, for example, we have monthly donors that are putting money into the pot. Um, we have other groups coming to us now for funding. We have a match with Molson Coors to send those care packages. Those care packages still go out, but this year, we're gonna add a new component to it, which is really focusing our efforts on veterans, rehabilitation, um, reintegrative therapy, mental health, suicide awareness, things like that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how's that kind of been going for you all so far? I mean, what, are, are the numbers good? Like, are people really giving into like participating in this? Um, I know just from a standpoint from like where I stand and, and I'm sure um, Sean can kind of see this as well, is the, aspect of you know support for the troops is there it wasn't at, at its height at one point you know a lot of things have simmered down because there are a lot of different companies out there doing this so it can kind of sometimes dull the waters on it um right what is it what is it looking like for you guys now oh my god this year was amazing i i like literally our living room looks like a storage facility <laughs> um I, I don't even like packages are coming every day. Our neighbors are probably like these people are nuts, but um, Yeti was amazing to us. Kafaro and Aaron Snyder, I, I literally can't thank him enough this year. Um, he's been instrumental to getting the shoot set to where it was at this, it's being held this year, which is the American Bowman. Um, Black Rifle Coffee, when I called, they didn't bat an eye. They sent way more than, I mean, I could have even imagined. Same thing with Caparo, I know I already mentioned them. We have tons of locals um, here in the Denver metro area, like No Limits, Bear Creek, Iron Will, Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear. Um, there's a gentleman out of Boulder that handmade a bow, an amidextrous trad bow, to be auctioned off. Um, Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear, they, um, they donated a bow as well to go into the... Um, competition portion of the shoot because we're able to shoot at a range that has two separate 3D target ranges. Um, I'm, I really don't want to miss anyone. And then, yeah. well, hold on. Oh, so, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> also, don't forget some of the nine, knife manufacturers. Yeah, uh, Tito, Tito Knives was amazing. Sleeping Dog Knives, he's locally owned. Everything's handmade. It's his second year donating to us. They're absolutely work. They're beautiful. They're works of art. Um, I'm like literally looking back and trying to like scan <laughs> my living room. Um, so, but one of the biggest things that we have, which will bring in annual funding that, you know, veterans will be the priority for is Brent with A3 Archery and I connected over social media and we kind of just started talking one night late and um, he proposed an idea of a shoot for the troop string series. And so, at this shoot we will be launching that and with that comes a complete bow the bows being donated by gearhead bows and um five other companies have come together to um put this bow together they're all listed on the website i'm going to completely miss one if i try and like say them all um but they're bringing it it's all um i got to help design it which was really fun like what woman doesn't love picking colors right mm -hmm. 
And so the night that we started talking about colors, he had just pulled out some of his uniforms because like the kids are wearing like the camo, like, you know, jackets. And I'm like, why would I pay $300 for a jacket when there's probably one in a shed? <laughs> and so um, they were out like on the couch and he was like, well, what are you thinking for color? And I was like, the two colors that my husband wore and they were like that pine green uniform and desert sand. And so the, those are the two colors being strung together and they will be available for sale after Shoot for the Troops or starting at Shoot for the Troops. And um, I don't, we don't have the numbers till they worked out, but a large portion of the proceeds are coming to us, Shoot for the Troops to help veterans. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Um... Um, I actually did an interview with Brent. He's actually a, he's an, he's an awesome person. He's a really good dude. Um, great company that he's running out there, and that's awesome that he's that he's doing that for you guys. That's actually really I feel cool. like the heavens. Yeah, I feel like the heavens opened up that night, and like you got two people who were really passionate about something, and it just came together. Like it was flawless. It, there has not been a hiccup in it. Yeah, and. Uh, and now that you got this, you got this going with this competition. You obviously got really good name sponsors that are really that are, are you know very pro veteran and they're very you know pro with getting everybody out there. And, and I've seen a, a, a huge buildup of that lately, and it's actually really cool to see um, that more people you know are getting out of uh, quote unquote the veteran space of social media stuff and just that regular side of things, and they're kind of coming into the outdoor space and they're utilizing that for helping veterans out, helping them better themselves and using that as an outlet. I mean, that's, I've, you know, from my personal thing, I've used it as a personal outlet. I mean, starting this, this business and, and doing this has been my way of kind of outletting, getting out now and, and kind of doing this. So it's, it's very cool to see that, that you guys are doing something that this for uh, the veteran community. Cause I know a lot of people do need it. Mm -hmm. right. and, yeah, uh, we did. Um... I'm sorry. We did um, a toy drive with Golden High Country Archers um, and because of COVID, it was canceled. And so um, I reached out to a lot of friends who are very pro-military active veterans um, in my professional life. And we were able to raise, gosh, $2,000. And then Sean and I put in another 800 and we went to the VA and our kids met with all the social workers and shops for the kids. And so the VA is who approached us about this reintegrative housing program. Um, they asked for our family support. And so I'm excited that we have so much to offer them now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's cool about that, too, and I was thinking about that today, is just the aspect of, like, this isn't what you kind of thought you were going to be doing when you got out kind of thing. You didn't think that, you know, you think you'd be getting into something kind of generic or or what it may be, but you never thought that, oh, you know what, I'm going to actually start feeling, I'm going to start feeling fulfilled for helping, you know, my fellow service members, you know, my brothers and sisters that are still in or that are getting out, you know, because honestly, it never crossed my mind either, you know, to think right. that, you know, you could do that, you know, that that could be something that could give you a sense of purpose again, because I think that's the biggest issue. That's kind of the hot topic button is where is that sense of purpose now for guys, you know, for girls right. and guys getting out. And that's, right. you know, that's super awesome. Yeah, it's always been a, a big thing to always support your troops, um, especially while they're deployed. But also, you got to remember your veterans too, because mm -hmm. uh, they just come home and they kind of get forgotten. And um, it's kind of it, it's kind of hit home personally to me because a friend of mine who I work with, uh, 
took his life uh, a couple years ago. And so we just kind of want to kind of bring that to light as well, mental health for veterans as well. Yeah. No, that, and that's, that's an honorable thing to do. And I think that's something that, you know, your friend and, and I've had, I've had friends as well that have passed, you know, um, and I think that's, that's honestly probably what they would want. I would like to think that at least, you know, that's something that they would rather be remembered for and use that. So, um, moving on from, from there, you know, with y'all's company and stuff, I mean, you, are you both big time hunters as well? I am. <laughs> I'm a hunter. Um. <laughs> so she is my, my, uh, what do you say? Yuppie wife. I'm a yuppie. Yeah. She's a yuppie. Um, and so I'm kind of slowly dragging her into like the redneck realm of hunting <laughs> and so outdoors. In all fairness, like I grew up around this, like I lived on game, I, I lived on a ranch, like I didn't know that like eggs and meat came from grocery stores until I was a lot older and I certainly didn't know you had to pay for water until I was in college. So, um, cause my my family was a water well drilling business oh, wow. um, in the state of New Mexico. So I didn't understand what drought meant. You just drill a deeper well. Um, hunting season was like a thing. It's how I talked him into buying horses. I'm like, but I can help you hunt. <laughs> um, and so archery is new to me. Um, literally, I shot for my fifth time ever this past weekend at best of the best. Um, with Gladiators Unleashed and um, Kafaru at American Bowman. And I brought home two trophies that Sean says I should not be proud of. <laughs> I killed it. <laughs> I got um, I got Compound Most Misses of 2021. And um, <laughs> you are not the best of the best. You suck. See, she's, so, she's so proud of him. She's got him yeah, sitting I got right here. here on the table. That's great. <laughs> That's that's good. But, that's good dark humor. I like it. <laughs> um, I was totally in it for most misses. So I was like, I mean, come on, it's been the the fifth time ever. Like I was excited. I didn't like tear my arm up. Um, I played in tennis shoes. It was raining. I was supposed to be helping, not shooting. Um, everyone was like convinced I was gonna go sliding down a hill. <laughs> I was like one of three women there. The other ones were archers. I was like something to like laugh about, but I actually learned a lot from my partners. Like they're really patient with me. He's been really patient with me. And then I work in a really high stress environment. And the one thing where I can really turn my head off, I've noticed is an archery. Mm -hmm. So I'm so busy trying to keep my eye closed that like everything else just shuts, shuts down. And, and what is it that, uh, that you guys both do for work? Well, I work for one of the most amazing beer companies in Colorado. Oh, nice. Uh, quality Assurance. I don't know <laughs> if I can say them more. Can I say their name on here? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to attack me. <laughs> uh, I work for Coors. <laughs> That's pretty good. You should work for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about that. Really go for Yeah. <laughs> Just Stay to be quiet. nice, I'm, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> no. I love Coors. Uh, I like all kinds of beers, but uh, Coors supports me and my family, and they treat me good. That's good to go. So. Um, I work in family law as a non-attorney. Oh, awesome. Uh, 
Yeah, I advocate for kids, families, husbands, wives, abuse. Um, I'm a mediator, parent coordinator, decision maker, divorce coach, parent coach. Um, one day when we're done raising the 18,000 kids that we have, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and bar in and be a lawyer, but they need me right now. So I have a really flexible schedule. Sean thinks I don't work at all. Thank God I have money. Otherwise, he really thinks I just kind of hang out all day. But I call myself semi-retired because I came from a corporate background before this. So um, it feels like semi-retirement. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my my wife, she uh, she likes doing her full-time. She's trying to get the full-time thing going, too. But she, uh, I think, eventually, I think she's going to want to get on the part-time part-time scheme too especially when we do start decide to have kids or something like that you need it when you have teenagers little the little ones those ones are easy (laughs) the teenagers they need stay-at-home moms (laughs) and are your kids really big into hunting yes yeah or we got an eclectic yeah we have a broad range of kids Mm -hmm. my uh our 16 year old he's he's really into hunting and uh he loves it a lot. He's actually gonna do bear hunting this year. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I listened to your podcast with uh, Brent, and I picked up some pointers from him. So, because uh, this will be my second year trying bear, because oh, my okay. first year I didn't even try, because I was trying to get my son his elk for muzzle loading, mm-hmm. and uh, so I didn't even really try to hunt bear. But this year we both have a bear tag, and we're gonna try for it. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, no, that's uh, that's my big my big one here in Georgia. Is I'm, I've been talking about wanting to do a black bear hunt. I kind of yeah. I don't know why I've been kind of obsessing about doing it. <laughs> about to go buy like a Reinhardt target and just and just keep practicing on it. I don't know. Brent sent me that photo of of that bear, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like yeah. that thing is huge. I was I was hooked. I was like, yeah, I gotta do this. No, he's he's awesome. Um, yeah. So I mean, he he definitely has some really good pointers, and his his bear story just was crazy. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, what got me turned on to trying bear was, um, you know, when I grew up, I heard bear didn't, you know, it don't eat it, mm-hmm. don't eat bear. And then a buddy of mine got a bear, and he brought some uh, bear sausage or something in, and I ate it, and it was, it tasted amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, you you could eat this stuff? He's like, yeah, you could eat it. And so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, I get a bear, get a nice rug out of it, and some good meat. Yeah, I had a uh, my XO at my old battalion had like two black bear skin skins that he would wear around and shit. <laughs> he would tell me that that would be him. Like, oh man, he's crazy. Videotape it and then put it all over the internet. <laughs> um, our fifteen-year-old gave like a solid effort at hunting. We totally didn't think that she was gonna like hack it, but she did it. Yeah. One. He's a trooper. Um, our 13 year old like doesn't even like want to be in the outdoors ever. I don't even know how she's our child. Like <laughs> something happened with genetics that didn't work quite out. And then we have a little one, she's seven, she's about to be eight. And I can't get that kid out of the dirt. Like we own property up in Colorado. And um, the only time we've ever used the shower in our camper is to like rinse her off. And when I'm saying rinse her off, like I'm talking like it lo- it's turning into mud. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally mud at the bottom of the shower in yeah. our camper. Sounds like field. Sounds like good field life. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. No. No. She's totally great. She like goes all day. I love it. I love taking her out there because she's actually tired at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's what kids are supposed to do. They're supposed to get dirty and muddy like that. I mean, that's all I remember doing as a kid. So, I mean, it's probably yeah. the best thing you could, you could do. And you guys say mm-hmm. you own land out in Colorado, or are you guys based out of there, or um, where are you guys, where are you guys out of? Well, we, we currently we live in Arvada. We live in the Denver metro yeah. area. Okay. And then, and we, then oh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. We have some land in Bailey, Colorado. And then we have some land in Hartsville, Colorado. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, me and my wife went out there to Colorado not too long ago, um, about maybe a month, a bit. Yeah, a month ago for our anniversary, and um, we loved it. I was, I've never been to Colorado. When I saw it, I was like, I don't know why I never got stationed here. <laughs> like, this place my is gosh. just well, awesome. If you ever want to go camping in Colorado, we have like 13 acres right up against the National Forest. Please oh, come and visit. Yeah, <laughs> come down. All the trees are named though. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that's our youngest, Olivia. She's like literally every section that we buy, um, because we like go to every lot and we're like, hey, I want to buy your land this year. Mm -hmm. Um, she like names the hill and the trees. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So he's a bush. Yeah. Oh my god. And uh. So uh, on those private properties, you guys are, are, since you're hunting, obviously, on those as well, are you guys, um, my question, and, you know, I, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast today, actually, on this, and it was uh, about mountain lions and stuff. Um, are you guys, are you guys seeing a lot of that out there right now? Like I've, on your side? I've never seen a mountain lion. My, my brothers have seen mountain lions, but I've never seen a mountain lion. I'm sure a mountain lion's seen me, but, <laughs> but I've never seen a mountain lion. Ever since I've been hunting. Really? Um, on our property last year, our big thing was coyotes. Mm, um, yeah. National Forest and the area that we we own, they rent to grazing, which pays our property taxes. So, like, why wouldn't you let it happen? And then mm-hmm. you don't have to take care of, like, you know, tall grass and stuff. Um, and, like, they're brave. Like, they were out in the middle of the day. Really? And so we run into the ranchers every once in a while, like, just being around because we're up there during the week because of our flexible schedules. And we talk to them about, you know, how they felt about us shooting them. And they're like, by all means, please, like, take as many as you can. Um, and then as far as hunting goes, we're actually in a draw area. Yeah. We're in like a high point draw area. Um, and so we don't get to, we, until we can accumulate 120 acres, we do not get our own private tags. I think it's 160. 20. 120. Dang. Yeah, that must be nice. You get your own private tags. That'd be great. Um, yeah. As one of, of the prizes every year at Shoot for the Troops, we give one week away for hunting season. Oh, that's and awesome. It's all 13 acres. We block it out so you don't have to fight the crowds. Um, if you draw, in the, and everyone's always like, well, when's it going to expire? And I said, whenever you can draw. Um, and so I've had one guy for the last two years put in for antelope. He calls them pronghorns. Um, Pronghorn. Yeah, speed goat. For that yeah. unit to be <laughs> yeah. able to eat the land. Model, right. Depends right. <laughs> on where you were raised, I guess. Um, so. It's been a big hit. That land has been a really big hit. Last year, hunters used it. They weren't in our area, but they were like 10 miles away. Mm-hmm. And the mountains are just crazy right now because we're so overpopulated here that like they were in love, that they had no one around them. They weren't fighting for space. It was like completely planned out. Mm-hmm. He was like, this is totally worth it. Yeah, that was my, my other question too with, you know, 
with the the amount of hunters going out there now um i just uh i i finished interviewing another local colorado hunter that you guys have out there um uh um freaking Braden, and uh he was uh well brandon geez i always get names mixed up i had bad memory with that <laughs> Um, Forsyth. Yeah, Forsyth, yeah. I I don't know why my I just I forget things sometimes. But uh no, talking to him, man, he was just telling me just awesome stuff about out there and that, you know, the amount of hunters coming out, you know, it's it's for me like it's just I I feel like you would be bumping up against a lot of people and from what you guys are saying like folks are moving over there. I mean, is it is that from the, you know, the California flight? coming over there or you know because i know people are moving all over to texas now I mean, and all that and it, it passed and here we are like our property and home values are doubling every single year so mm-hmm. we have like the traffic is california traffic so yeah that was the one thing that when we did go down there for uh or up there um for our anniversary was the traffic. Like everybody was super chill. Like it was probably one of the nicest states that I've been to. Like everyone seemed pretty friendly. I don't know if everybody was just really high or what, but since it's legal over there, so people were just driving super chill. (laughs) Everybody's driving like really slow. I was like, why is everyone driving so slow? Yeah. If they don't, they'll all kill each other. (laughs) Yeah. Well, recently I have, uh, until recently I haven't, rifle hunted mm-hmm. just for that reason because um archery there wasn't so many hunters out and then every rifle season i, I used to go there's like you're butted up right against the other guy and you're always re- walking into somebody mm-hmm. you're rifle hunting especially in over-the-counter units and uh it's just archery was awesome but now it's starting to get a little packed as well get back and That's uh, why I convinced them to buy horses. Yeah. <laughs> so you get further further out. <laughs> so we could go that was my further. sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> and how is that with, with uh with uh, so you guys own the horses now? Yeah, we own three. And how is that? I I have to assume that's gotta be a huge responsibility. Uh I've been stepped on a lot. Yeah. That's what my <laughs> wife said. My I've wife never... did horse riding, she got stepped on the foot. Yeah, until I never rode a horse until I married her. I've never been on a horse. Same, same thing with my wife. I've never, I never rode one until I got with her. She, she grew up riding horses, uh, like equestrian stuff, and then um, we went up to Boone, North Carolina, and went up there and, and rode some horses for the first time. And it was, it was a blast. I was like, I want to do this. I want to be a cowboy now. Like, <laughs> nah. not him. Every time he gets on, he's like, why, why? Um, I just keep thinking, I, oh, this would be so much better packing up that bull or. No, you should, you should look at mules. I heard mules were the move. They're feisty. So, um, well, I so thought about llamas. Really? No. Oh, yeah. The pack llamas. Um, pack yeah, goats, well, pack what, llamas. What was it? Last year? The year before last? Uh, I went hunting and I helped a couple of guys with their llamas and they are from California. Mm-hmm. And they had a trailer full of llamas. And Don't tell Olivia they, that. They we like, have to buy a llama. No, we ain't going to <laughs> But they love the llamas because they're, I guess they're, I guess they're easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. But I guess you need more of them to haul more stuff. Right, right. Yeah, I've been you can't load like a, a horse or a mule. Yeah, that's a that's been the the one thing I have seen a little bit more on social media now is people are starting to promote more of the using pack animals 
uh, yeah. for his stuff for, for a minute there, you know, the, the hotness was how much can you ruck out of there, you know, but I think yeah. a lot yeah. of people who do know what rucking is, I just don't think they would like it as much as they think they will sometimes. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not old, but I'm too old for that. <laughs> Yeah, so I've been I've been seeing them do you know more. There's been a big talk on goats, you know, people running goats out there now. And then uh, I was listening. Yeah, uh, Mike Glover from like Fieldcraft Survival was talking about that a lot. Was now they got they're on this goat thing now, and they were talking to a guy who who does a lot of elk hunting, but with but with the goats, he brings a pack of goats out there, and they just haul all the meat out there. But it's a, I mean, he treats them like race cars. You know, like these things are they're meant for that one job. You know, and it's actually really cool. Um, it's funny that you say that when I went to Kafaro and met with Aaron to pick up the donations from Kafaro, um, I was talking about the horses and he's like, don't laugh. We use goats. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> so then I gave him my whole spiel on like why he needs horses. And he's like, that would be like me telling you why you, how you should do family law. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to end that argument there. <laughs> That is hilarious. And uh, what other work are you guys doing with uh, with Aaron? Um, he's just been really supportive right now with shoot for the troops. Okay. Um, I helped, like I said, I went to help with last weekend with the best of the best, and we got to know him through a previous range, and he was a big supporter then. We didn't know each other, and like one day I, I walked up to him and I was just like, "I'm Naomi Campbell. Thank you for your support," and it just kind of took off from there. Yeah. And, uh, can you, so what are the, uh, you know, kind of diving back into also with the shoot for the troops? Um, what are, what are kind of the events, uh, that are going on in there and, and that people can look forward to when they want to go and do it, you know, it, other than the obvious is, Hey, we're going to go shoot these, these arrows. Um, are you guys got, is it kind of like a total archery challenge kind of thing? Uh, well, I don't know. We're definitely, so this weekend, or the, our weekend is tax here in Colorado. So we're actually okay. kind of competing with it. Same thing happened with best of the best and, um, like a trad shoot that's kind of nas- nationwide. But, um, so we have the fun shoot, which has been what Terry designed. You just go out, you shoot the course and then you have, um, some like game shoots like William tell the 100 yard distance. Cool. And then, um, my parents donated the most, beautiful like iron is it iron steel it's steel yeah steel. i wanted to ask you i wanted to ask you guys about that because i've been seeing that on some photos here and there and i was like man that thing is cool yeah the widow maker the widow maker carbon killer or carbon killer <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah someone suggested it um another archer suggested it because we had a moving target at the other range and i was like what are we gonna do like for the land because mm-hmm. i mean you gotta work for it and they suggested it and told me how to do it. And then I started looking at what the cost of targets were. And I was like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I called my mom because my stepdad has like the shop that every dad would ever want to have or man <laughs> in the world. And I was like, um, so can dad build me a elk? Like and an so iron, I sent iron pictures. Elk. I sent some pictures and they ultimately ended up subcontracting it out to someone like with a laser machine. So I get a call from my mom and she's like, thanks Naomi. And I was like, what do you mean? Why are we thanking me? Shouldn't I be thanking you? Like I just got a picture of it. (laughs) She's like, you just cost me $10,000. And I'm like, wait, what? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and she goes, he wants the machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so the elf <laughs> now turned into another toy in his shop. Well, now you got a now you got a shop at home that you can you can get ready made targets. If he gets that, did he get the machine? Yeah, I know, I know who to talk to now. Oh yeah, no, they live down in New Mexico, and then I was like, well, I'll meet you halfway to pick it up, and um, our daughters are coming back from New Mexico from visiting with them, and so they're gonna just bring it. Mm-hmm. They're sending it up. So like, they literally made it as easy as possible. And the one thing that I loved about all of it is I do a lot of the planning and the reaching out and all of the designing and the social media and the website. And my mom would not let me have an opinion on this target. <laughs> she was like, no, I want to talk to Sean. No, no. Stop trying to be in control. Where's Sean? <laughs> well, to add to that, I, I gave her the sketches for them to uh Yeah, to okay. she gave me. And then yeah. my mom's like, no, no. This is not your decision. So whoever's shooting the target and hits the steel, don't yell at me, though. You know I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and are you guys, like, sourcing this target out to other people, or is it just for y'all's event that it, that you guys got to hit this one? Because I've seen a rhino one. I mean, do you have different animals you guys are using out there? Rhino belongs to Kafaru. Okay. okay. Rhino. So, yeah, the rhino belongs to Kafaru, which is where someone suggested it. Then I saw the rhino, and our logo has an elk in it. And the land that we own is called TLC Acres. Um, and so it'll go up there as like a marker and we'll bring it down every year for Shoot for the Truth. Awesome. That is very cool. And uh, are you guys going to just start, are you guys going to only have one or are you guys going to try to start doing like like a mass producing of, of, of those steel targets? I don't know. We have to let my dad play with his yeah. machine for a little bit. And we'll we'll yeah. go from there. We'll see how he feels. <laughs> and uh, I think contract coming so what's the uh what's the con obviously besides the concept of it being uh what is it like a 1d kind of like steel target and then in the middle is it a foam piece right in the middle yeah so what you have is you have a steel plate you can't see your hand oh i'm sorry yeah you have a steel plate (laughs) um i'm sure everybody listening can't see what i'm doing either yeah yeah they'll picture it oh yeah you got a steel plate and pretty much well we made this one a little bit smaller we have a four inch hole Okay. Where the kill kill zone is like about the size of a tin ring on mm-hmm. a 3D target, and so you need to shoot in that hole. But we'll have like like a foam backer or straw. a target or straw bales behind right behind it. Okay, you want it to stand off a little bit that way. We also don't want to kill anyone. Yeah, <laughs> don't want like I had an arrow ricochet back. off a tree this weekend and like oh, give wow. a guy a spear and he was really upset. So. Yeah, that's what oh. I was gonna ask you. What the what's the ricocheting effect on 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 that one? That's why you so, push it out to 100 yeah. yards. Well, pretty much, you know, most carbon arrows they'll just uh, jam that insert back, or the carbon will just splinter out and it'll absorb most of that impact. Mm-hmm. And so how many people are losing? Like how many folks are losing those arrows? A lot. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> no, you can find out. You know what? Now is your time, I guess, to find a bunch of arrows and sell them. You just sell them on the side. Yeah. Like you lose an arrow, yeah. come yeah. buy an arrow. Yeah. Right. All the ones that people lose at the range that stick in buckets. Yeah. Go grab those. <laughs> go grab those. Yeah, go grab the lost and found. Mm-hmm. Try it out. So uh, just circling back on the, on the whole concept of, of shoot for the troops and stuff like that, um, like you're, you said, you know, you said your late father, was he kind of got it set up. And was his idea always to have something that, that mirrored 
the you know the tack event kind of thing or is this kind of before that you know where, where it's just like we're just gonna go and shoot yeah it was it was something before that um it, it was just something that he wanted to do to give back to you know the service men and women you know that you know are deployed and mm-hmm. have to do their job and he just wanted to show his appreciation for that right because uh, yeah because him uh, my father, Russ Skaggs, both had uh, sons in the military. And so, you know, they just wanted to help out. Mm-hmm. And when uh, and when that money comes in and stuff like that, the proceeds and, and stuff like that, and you guys are sending care packages out and stuff like that, you're using that money for that? Yeah. Okay. So what happens is, is my late father-in-law, Terry, negotiated a deal with Wilson Corps that still exists today. Right. Um, the veterans group and so up to a certain dollar amount um they'll match those funds and anything over that comes from us so this year as a family and i love this because we actually work as a team Mm -hmm. um i propose the idea that we donate up to the match um and the the reason i did is because black rifle cocky made a really good point he goes it's really sexy to send care packages to active duty but no one ever thinks about the veterans like thank you and so this year, we're going to start with the Coors match. And if they want to raise the match, then we'll raise the donation. But the rest of it is going to be funneled into the work with that we're going to, you know, work that we're going to do with the veterans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I don't mean to, to, to pry too much into it. I'm, I'm just trying to truly understand, like, how y'all's system is working on this. Because, it, it, again, it is very it is very cool. And, and uh for me, you know, that's something that's um, sort of a dream of mine also is to one day open kind of like a, an archery style kind of thing as well. So it's kind of cool to pick y'all's brains and kind of find out like how that process is going to work, especially giving back to, to the veteran community. Um, and just like, you know, Black Rifle Coffee is saying, you know, yeah, it is sexy to give out the care packages, but yeah, the guy's coming back. And it's, um, are you guys also working with... Um, uh, with adaptive athletes? Um, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, this shoot this year is going to determine how much more we're going to keep growing. Like the projected growth mm-hmm. right now, just looking at ticket sales, is exponential to what it was even just last year when we took it over. And so I think every year you're going to see it progressively evolve into more and more and more mm-hmm. um, as we get better dates or you know, we're not competing with something like TAC on the same day or, you know, people start to know who we are. Like we were just a small little group in Colorado, the Denver metro area. And now we have people flying in from other states to come and shoot this shoot. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to make it to to that one next year for sure. I mean, just um, stumbling in on you guys from Brent's page and and then seeing, I've seen y'all's page before. I know you guys have did some promoting um, a couple months ago as well. I don't know if it may have been for this or not, um, but I just saw it and I thought it was really cool because I hadn't seen a, a lot of archery events that were kind of essentially, you know, steered towards uh, the military in a sense. Um, so that's, yeah, again, it's super cool. I can't say it enough, man. I want to go. I want to go. I <laughs> look like it'd be a good time. Why is there cheap? You've got like a week. Hop on. <laughs> you can always stay here with us. I know. We <laughs> literally have archers like staying in our house. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to end up buying a camper myself one day. 
That'd be good to well, go. You can our if you want to, if you want to do that. We've <laughs> got a place to stay. Our neighbors yeah. are even going to host the barbecue. Oh, cool. Um, like the night before. So mm-hmm. it's been a really good collective thing just in the community in general. But I think one of the things that keeps our family so close, like I've never seen three brothers so close. I've never seen a mom and her son so close mm-hmm. over something so important. And um, I mean, we really as a family and it's so important to me with our kids like honor sean that he served and we want the kids to be proud of it um and i have to say like i'm really proud of our son like when everyone was sitting down for the national anthem one day in class like he stood up yeah the only kid that stood up Mm -hmm. and so um you know we we want our kids to be proud of their dad's service like i'm proud of his service like i'm so grateful for it Mm -hmm. um and so I want other men and service women to feel like that. No, I totally agree. And I, I do think it's an important thing, especially with today's climate, the way that it is, and it's getting crazy. I, I do like to see the fact that, that the outdoor space um, and archery and, and whatever your fancy is um, for it, I mean, utilizing that as a as a place where everybody can kind of come together on, on one ideal, and that is, you know, to go out there and, support and have fun and, and not and kind of cloud away all the all the other bs that's going on right right 100 so um you said you didn't get any any hunting done last year but uh any with this well, big bear trip huh? i hunted i mean i went hunting <laughs> like, anytime i could go hunting i'll take that anytime mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what i'm hunting for i don't care it, it's just time to get up into the mountains and spend time with my son or my brothers or my family right he was tasked with remote schooling our son yes. during hunting season from the camper <laughs> so yeah we had to find a, a special spot for the camper so and they don't necessarily do see eye to eye academically so <laughs> that was a little bit of a struggle but when i was a kid my dad would literally take us out of school for the whole week and we go hunting so oh my that dad is would, awesome my dad will spend almost a whole month up in the mountains it didn't matter if he got something or not. He'd stay the whole time up there. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm used to. But mm-hmm. we uh, butt heads on. He, we have an education yeah, we, Nazi we in our heads. house. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we had to find a special spot in our the unit we drew last year for his muzzle loader, so he could do um, online learning. And so we went out early in the morning, made sure we came back before he started school, did <laughs> school online. And then right after school, we geared up and went out and did our afternoon hunt. That's crazy. And how are you? Uh, and you're gearing him up with with pretty good equipment too, huh? Or so oh yeah. Or what do you um, just for the sake, you know, for a lot of the the gearheads out there too, you know, what is it uh, that you like to run? <laughs> Whatever's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought a bear. Um, I just bought a bear. Okay. He's like, you're like coming so, out of the gate with all the expensive stuff. Oh, and I'm like, the, no, it's not a bear. What is it? I can't remember what you got. It was a bear. It's a Hoyt. No, it's not a Hoyt. <laughs> oh, my dad, my dad, he's shot PSEs forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll find one. And then he, like, toward, before he passed away, he, he went to a Hoyt and he loved it, but I hated Hoyt's. I hated PSEs. I have had a bear ever since I can remember. Same. I had an old I had an old bear white tail when I was growing up. And then I had a bear instinct. 
and now I went to a bear legit. Oh, I lied. It's not a bear. It's a bow tech. Oh, yeah. bow tech. I heard those are pretty good. Those are the kind of the up and coming right now is, is bow tech. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be pretty good from what I've uh, just been hearing on other, you know, outdoor podcasts, stuff like that. But yeah, my, my best friend who, who kind of helps me out with this too, uh, here and there, um, he runs P he runs a PSC and like, I mean, he swears by it. He loves it. He's killed plenty of deer with it. So I don't, uh, I don't argue with him on it. Uh, I haven't, uh, uh, for me, put anything down with my bow. I mean, I, uh, the first one I ever got was a, was a bear legion is what I got. And then, uh, when I left for the army, I, I sold it and whatever. And then I came back not knowing that I could have hunted in Hawaii and I could have done that. And that would have been <laughs> awesome. But, uh, no, now I got a bear, um, bear legend is what I got is what I've been running. And, and I love it. I mean, it hasn't done me wrong. And I think I'm gonna hold on to that until I start killing more stuff with it. And then I'm, I might transition yeah. later, but I like bear. Yeah. yeah. My, my little brother, he's the, uh, the gear nut with all the bows. He's, he's got a bow for hunting. Uh, he's got his backup bows. He has his target bows. <laughs> he's my brother. He could outshoot me and my older brother easy. I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Y'all big head, but no, my little brother, he could shoot. He, he, he was a, he's a really good shot. So yeah. he's a gear head. Me, I, you know, I have my backup bow. I have my dad's old recurve that he hunted with way back in the day. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big gear nut. I, I mean, I don't need to spend a lot of money to kill something. Right. Yeah. So I just, uh, you know, the biggest thing I have, she just forced me to buy a new pack. So I went with a Kafaru, um, and okay. Turo. In all fairness to this story, he has been using a Jansport. Was it a Jansport? No. no, no, but it's almost as bad. He's been using the same pack. So let's preface with this. This man does not throw anything away. Neither do I. <laughs> and so he's been using the same pack since he was in basic training. And he, like, will not let it go. And I'm just like, it's done. Like, it's done. Like, you need something new. So, like, for the past two years, we've been, like, pack hunting. I swear, it's like taking the pacifier away. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I found this backpack so I can... I can shop like I don't matter <laughs> where I am. I will find a way to spend money. And so I was at Kafaro and I found this. I just like out of the corner of my eye, I caught a pack and I was like, Oh my God, I want that. Like I need that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I probably have like 18 backpacks in my closet. But this is my new favorite <laughs> one. And, um, I started like, so I brought it home and he like felt it and he was like, well, it's too small. So I went back to Kafaro and like felt all the fabric and the one that felt the closest to mine, I took pictures of, brought them home to him. And they're like, why doesn't he just come? And I'm like, it's like a negotiation, like <laughs> getting him in there and like making him feel comfortable. And so we got him in there yesterday to get fitted and he like finally did it. He ordered it. Like we're letting go of the pacifier. <laughs> well, was it an Alice pack yet? No, well, no. I actually gave that one to my little my son. He I uses love, that for hunting. I love that thing. You can't get yeah. That I, thing is so so amazing. I love it. I, I, I jumped with it. I did everything with that pack. I loved it. No, it was uh right after I graduated or got out of basic. It was a pack that you know 
that met the standards or criteria. Oh, oh okay, okay. And uh, it was a uh, decline or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Like decline, decaying. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it had it, it's a nice pack. I mean, it's it's you know it's got the fatigue green and it's it's you know lined so it's waterproof. But finally, it's it started going like the uh, the foam and the straps were deteriorating, so uh. it's pretty much strap. Uh, the the rubber lining inside is finally just falling apart, flaking off because it's over 20 years old. I literally tried to hunt that backpack down like on their website yeah. or something similar, and I'm like, you're that old, yeah. like that. <laughs> They don't even have one close. Well, to tell you the truth, if I was going to get rid of that one, I was probably going to steal that house pack back for my son. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that I mean, the house pack will I, do you good. I was going to take it deer hunting, but it's kind of loud, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like when we did ruck marches or when you go do field exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, you just stick all your extra socks and zip block bags and you pack it. Yep. That's just what I did. Yeah, and, I've, I've uh, kind of turned over to Mystery Ranch. I, I have a kind of a pack that I run for that one uh, for everything, you know, to do everything with, I, I kind of, I enjoy the tri-zip, you know, feature on it and stuff. And I was looking at some hunting packs from mystery ranch that look pretty good too, but I have been looking at Kefaru a lot, especially, you know, go in there and you get fitted. But man, if I ever walked to Kefaru, I think I would, I'd be broke. I'd be 100% yeah, broke. <laughs> I agree. Cause there was a lot of stuff in there. I liked, I mean, it's, it's really good product in there. Oh yeah. And you could tell it's built really well. I walked in there today for like something that I saw yesterday and ran out of time to buy. <laughs> and I was like joking around with the sales guy and I was like, um, this is turning into Louis Vuitton for me. <laughs> like backpacks and like outfitting stuff. But in, okay, so in all fairness, we travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're backpack travelers. Oh, we cool. travel the world together. Like we backpacked Iceland. Oh, and um, so it's totally worth the money to put into the gear. Oh, yeah. Like even the gear that we're taking on the plane, I will not let my kids pack in a suitcase. Like we've stayed in Mexico for 10 days and they've had to ha- they have had to figure out how to use travel cubes and get 10 days worth of stuff <laughs> into rural Mexico. Not Cancun, not where someone's serving you drinks, oh. somewhere where you don't even speak English. Oh, you guys went like that, huh? Just doing that yeah. kind of backpacking. Was that how was that Mexico trip? Now you got to dive into that because that just sounds that sounds oh, like bit crazy. <laughs> so I have a friend that I used to work with who traveled all over the world. She's never been married, never had kids, and she was like yachting. You know, she worked on a yacht, so she did like the Mediterranean, she did the Caribbean, she mm-hmm. did all of that. And so she let me in on this like little secret island in Mexico. I'm not even going to say, say the it. name because then this is going to air and then all the Americans are going to come in and <laughs> turn it into resorts. But um, basically, you fly into Cancun. You can either pay a private shuttle or like catch the bus um, or a taxi. My poor kids, they got all so sick. Like the road is not a road. You're like doing this mm-hmm. and this at the yep. same time. For oh, yeah. three hours. Yeah, I've driven on better dirt roads. Yeah, in the Yucatan. <laughs> and then you get to a port in Shakia and you get on a... Sorry, they still have to figure out... You're giving too much away. They still have to figure out the okay. island. It's okay, I can, edit that. I can edit it out. It's fine. Um, oh, okay. So we get on the Leave port, we get on a boat for like another 45 minutes, and then you land there. There's no cars, there's no roads. It's little Mexican houses. The kids are running around barefoot, and they do not speak English. <laughs> 
So I gave my kids like two days. I was like, look, two days and I'll order your food. And then after that, you got to figure it out. Like I made all of you study. Um, and you'll either figure it out or you'll starve. Oh, wow. And I'm not parenting after two days. Like I'm going <laughs> to. I'm drinking. Yeah, we tell we tell days. them after we get there we're not parenting anymore. I'm not in yeah. charge of you anymore. <laughs> You're in charge of each other. And so um we did the two days and then our son has been taking and speaking French since what sixth grade? Yeah. yeah. And so he figured out Spanish like right away and completely enabled his sisters. <laughs> But they didn't have to do a damn thing. They just relied on him the whole time. Oh, my God. You're creating, like, Jason Bournes just all over the place. And so, so. Um, <laughs> drug them all over the island. We drug them um, to, like, a canoe, you know, like the craters, and made them – well, we didn't have to make them get in, yeah. just the middle one, the one that doesn't like to be dirty, wet, or whatever. Um. I kept telling them they need to put sunscreen on, but they're way smarter than me. So yeah. I'll let you get how that worked out. <laughs> um, it was awesome. They, it was, it was a real experience for them. Like I got up in the morning, walked to the market and bought our eggs and like what I needed to make for breakfast and the same thing for dinner if we weren't eating out. Mm -hmm. And they got to like go see the way other people live, which for us is really important. But him and I once a year, we do like an annual date. And mm -hmm. so we pick a country in a different time zone and we leave our kids and we go away. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. And then how, and how long you guys been doing the, uh, the backpacking thing, you know, when you guys first met, was that like a thing that you guys were like, Oh, let's go do this. And where'd you guys start? Did you start in Europe or were you kind of starting in the United States and kind of travel around? Uh, we, no, started we started in Iceland. I thought Mexico. Oh yeah, I yeah, drug. Oh Mexico yeah, I drug into Mexico. Yeah, because I never been to Mexico. Cause I usually don't like to go south of the border at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it was a good experience, and I actually enjoyed it. it I begrudgingly drove him. Yeah. To my, literally, <laughs> he was getting on that airplane. I don't so know. Mad. I, I was stationed in Germany, and I loved it out there. Mm -hmm. I just love the culture. I love the food. I love the history. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I want to go to Europe. Well, we were planning on going to Scotland, Ireland, Scotland, Ireland. Same. Yeah. Same, but then COVID. COVID. Yep. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I almost didn't make it back into the country when they shut the borders down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but our first, we started as soon as we got married our first year, we were married mm -hmm. for not even a year and we did Iceland mm -hmm. right before we got married. I did Guatemala with a girlfriend by myself. Very cool. And, uh, and it, as far as like your hunting stuff goes, you know, bringing her with you on, on those trips or how long are your, are your hunting excursions going for? Are you doing me bringing or, her? Yeah. Just with, just her, Cause with I do like several trips mm -hmm. depending on my work schedule and her work schedule and right. the kids schedule. But, uh, usually with her, it's what, four days. Yeah. Like four or five, four or five days. days. Which um, I don't mind at all because because I cook yeah. breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. <laughs> like, they're not eating out of cans. Like they walk up to the campsite and they're like, one time our son was like, "See, Dad, I told you she was gonna cook." <laughs> <laughs> That's the sense of my hunting is that I clean up after them and I cook. Yeah.
And are you, so, are, yeah. you are you getting excited to actually go and, and kill something this year? Who me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I supposed to take hunter safety. Like I am at, <laughs> like a baby. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm slowly dragging. Slowly, slowly taking the. It's a the long, yuppie. it's a long-term thing with her. What do you mean it's a long-term thing? Well, we've been married for f- over four years, and I finally got her into archery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's only because my son outgrew his bow, and I gave her his old bow. And then she started shooting it. She's like. Because it's like, you know, archery to me also, it, it's like therapy. Right. You know, I go out there. I only focus on what I'm doing the whole time and enjoying it, especially at the range that I usually go to because there's a lot of memories with my father out there and with my brothers as well. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's therapy. It's therapeutic. And I could take my mind off everything else that's going on, and I just only do is focus on the target and, you know, everything else. But right. Get back onto her. Okay, so there's two reasons why. Okay, the first one is I just is went I, off topic there. <laughs> I sat on a board of archers, right? And everyone's like, "Sit down, shut up, be pretty. You don't even shoot a bow." Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I am hands down for her. That's like challenge most accepted. competitive person you will ever meet in your life. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, challenge accepted. So he handed me my son's bow, Cameron's bow, and he was like, hey, do you want to learn? And I'm like, yes, I want to learn. <laughs> and so, like, I've been there ever since, you know, trying to figure it out. Our biggest, like, thing I had to overcome is I'm left-eye dominant, and it's a right-handed bow. And at first, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to like it. Like, we don't need to, like, completely go into it. And, like, let's just try it out. But I'm so competitive that like I wouldn't like let it go. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm out there with him and his brothers, like his brother does his like five count thing. That's the best I ever shoot because it's pressure. Like I work so good under pressure and stress and competitive. Yeah. Like you add a competitive element and all of a sudden I can shoot. Yeah, we'll, we'll do all kinds of games while we're out there. We'll do work. The minute you start drawing, you have five seconds to shoot. Okay. At a, 3D target, or like we'll pick a, a spot where you got to find this little loophole through a, a tree to hit the target mm-hmm. instead of just standing on the peg and just right. shoot. And yeah. uh, and how's how's that trend? I mean, with your with you going into your you know your hunting season and stuff like that, how's how's that kind of tra- how's that translated over into your into your hunting? Like doing that kind of practice, are you more comfortable in the mountain now? When you're getting out there, oh yeah, yeah. It, it mean you know. It gives you lots of practice because you you don't know how that bull or that buck's gonna walk up to you. Mm-hmm. You might be behind a tree when you see him, or you might be behind a bush, or you might have to be like at an awkward position when you take that shot. Yeah. And what yeah. was uh, what was your craziest uh, your craziest shot that you've had? The craziest shot. Um, <laughs> I was on the other side of a tree, and I literally had to do uh, like a full like twist around a tree oh, man. and i can't say i hit him i, I totally missed him but mm-hmm. if uh, he would have listened yeah. to me and done yoga he probably would have hit him yeah i'm not, <laughs> not as flexible as i used to be you know? <laughs> i've been out since 2004 and mm-hmm. i just got fat and old well you know people uh <laughs> 
It happens, man. You get happy. You get a whole. You, but look, I mean, you got a big family. You got a family that likes to get outdoors and and do that. I mean, oh, yeah. that's no, better it, than anything. It, my family's my my joy, my pride. I mean, I I love every minute of it. You know, it just reminds me of when my dad took me up with my brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love being in the outdoors with my family. Yeah. Now that and it's that's awesome. I, it's very cool that you include everybody within kind of your hobby, and, and it's become their kind of hobby at the same time. And um, I know that's kind of like a, um, a rubber hits the road kind of situation for most for most families sometimes because the husband you know or the wife is usually they're just gone, you know. Yeah. Like my buddy and, and and his wife, they they both hunt, and uh, you know he was telling me one time he's like, yeah, she got up to go hunt, and she was like, I'll see you later. Like, are you going to get up? And he was like, no, nah, I'm not getting up. And he, she just left. <laughs> she just left his ass. <laughs> so, I mean. It sounds like that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I, I kid you not, if you go through my Instagram, I think this was probably our last year. So our seven-year-old's really small. She did not inherit the giant jeans. She inherited mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the rest of them are huge. Like, the other two daughters are, like, supermodel tall. <laughs> And um, so I've been able to carry her on my back. And so, like, last year's shoot for the troops, she was a rock star. Like, she was in her sling on my back. Um, and I was, like, selling. So we do these, like, punch tickets. Okay. It's $2 scenario or three for five to shoot those games. And so I'd sign the ticket that they paid, and then they'd take them up to him. And she, like, created this little pocket between my back and her. And she was like whipping out the pen and like whipping out the thing and like coming over my shoulder. <laughs> and so the reason I her weight is still like small enough where I could carry her. Mm-hmm. We've hiked with her like that. I've shot a gun with her. Oh my god! Like social media did not like that um, in it. And um, so I'm like so sad because I think her legs are gonna be too long this year to do it. Mm-hmm. And it like she'll keep going all day if she can have like those breaks, mm-hmm. um, or if she gets tired and wants to fall asleep, like she just puts her head on my shoulder and she takes like a power nap and then she's like ready to go again. Um, but like that's how they've all been. Like they, they kind of just grew up in it, so right. they don't know anything. Different. And uh, are they helping you out at the events? Or, like your older kids, are they out there either running running the events and helping out, or are they are they out there shooting? Nope, oh, yeah. they're running events. The, the whole family's out there. That's good. Yeah, my brothers, nieces, uh, nephews, everybody. Yeah, my daughter is gonna be the one um, at the gate. Our fifteen year old, she's like the tall miniature version of me because she's way taller than I am. Mm-hmm. But she's like cut carby, like what is it? Cut copy paste. Carbon copy. Carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> no, be the same Um, so she's gonna <laughs> handle like she's a much taller version of me. Um, she's gonna handle like the money and like those details because like she's just so detail oriented. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's very cool. Um, and and, 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 little one will be slinging tickets because, like, she's a master at it with yeah. her pen, envelope, and her like, what do you need? And, and now uh, she knows how to count really good. And uh, <laughs> are you guys uh, setting up uh, like other booths within with the, with the, within this event? Are you guys doing like other booths of people doing sponsored like that have helped sponsored? Obviously, Coors, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, Kafar, and stuff like that. But um, 
Are you guys using like local folks as well? There are any yeah. local businesses and stuff? We listed them off. So they're Iron Will, No Limits Archery, Bear Creek Archery, right. Rocky Mountain Specialty Gear. Um, and a lot of them will be shooting the shoot. Okay. Um, we're not asking them to come there. We have their stuff. In the state of Colorado, you can't raffle without um, a raffle license. Okay. And so we do silent auctions. Um, the gearhead bow, it's either going to go to a service member for free or we're going to silent auction it off. Or I'm sorry, not silent auction, loud auction it. Right. Um, the one of a kind. It's, it's not going to be made again. Or maybe they'll make us another one next year. But as of right now, it's the one of a kind. And then we do silent auction and giveaways. So, like... I kid you not, I have, like, two cases of, like, black rifle stuff, like, dark. She says, she looks over I'm, like, looking at it, because they're that. for swag bags. Um, the first 40 or 30 people that register for the shoot, Kafaru gave water bottles to. Um, and so, because we're really, really trying to push online registration, we're capped at 150, like, with everyone on the range. So that mm. includes kids. And wives who just want to walk the course, plus everyone staffing it. So we shut it down at like 130, 1.40, and I do not want to turn anyone away. Like I really don't. No, it's understandable. And and what's the uh and in, in how long are your courses? Because like in my mind, I'm in, uh, I'm envisioning like a basic course. Uh, I've never been to an ATA show, so I don't know. But what is it looking like for you guys as far as like uh, how long is the course and and what is what your recommendation for people who are coming out there? What do they need to have? Each course is each, yeah. Yeah. Uh, water. Water. Good Especially boots if or you shoes. don't come from this altitude. Um, so it's it's very mountainous, so you're gonna need good boots and good gear. Be ready for rain because it's Colorado and we're bipolar with the weather. Mm. It could be like 90 degrees and drop down to 50 and pouring. Yeah, I felt that. Um, <laughs> it, it's very realistic. <laughs> Um, at American Bowman, the way they set their targets, so you're not going to be like standing straight on, okay. um, <clears throat> like you would at a, at other ranges or like an indoor range. Mm -hmm. um, they really make you work for it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, there's the red side, which I think is the west side, right? Yeah, the red side is color. the west side. The blue side is the east side. Um, the blue side is what we're going to do the competition yeah. shoot on. Yeah. So it's more competitive. It's harder challenging. More, challenging. more challenging and then the red side is the fun shoot but even on that fun shoot like you're coming down the back of a hill like i mean a hill mm -hmm. yeah and i i used to be a rock climber and that takes like some like good <laughs> solid yeah. like foothold skills coming down it and on that red side uh where the competition shoot's gonna be there no yeah Blue's blue i'm sorry i misspoke the blue side um, there's a shot where you're literally standing on a rock, like literally aiming directly down at a target. Very and cool. It's, it's, that side is very realistic, and you get a good workout and a hike out of that one. Okay. And in going about the course structure itself, like how does what is that? How do, how do you guys decide that exactly? I know you guys are saying the targets are out there, but for people listening, like. How are you guys deciding, like, how far those targets need to be and the topography that you're using and all that? Um, well, we have stakes out there. We have two classes. We will have traditional shoot and a compound shoot. Mm -hmm. And so traditional will stand at one stake and compound will stand at another stake. Right. 
But as far as target placement and terrain, um, American Bowman works with Aaron Snyder on that, and they oh, change okay. out the yeah. year so that you cannot memorize the course. Like, I walked it when I went to American Bowman, and they were gracious enough to, like, fit us into their schedule when our previous date fell through. And um, when and I walked that red course. I just shot that red course. It was not the same course. So mm -hmm. they're constantly yeah. switching it up on you. Okay. Yeah, that's what I wanted to, to, to know, really, was, was how that whole aspect comes into play. Like, if you guys got to outsource with somebody and then – they say, hey, this is how we're going to, you know, dictate, you know, your terrain and how where the targets are going to be at and stuff. Because um, with when you guys start when you guys started shoot for the troops, you know, when you approached them with this and you said, hey, like, we don't want to just do a regular archery shoot. We want to do something that's terrain based and stuff like that. Is that how that is that kind of how that conversation went? Uh, no, um, we have held for 17 years shoot for the troops at golden high country archers it's okay. the range that my father-in-law helped um found mm -hmm. and this year they um they made the decision as a board to pull out all charity shoots to include this one and so we were left with do we roll over and just cancel the shoot and say hope we hope again next year or do we start like pounding the pavement and seeing who's going to take us and fit us in? Um, and so I think more than beyond the 2003, right, the first year that it was started, I would say this is the second most meaningful year because for us, like as the Campbell family, shoot for the troops, the concept, the idea, like all of it, it all had to be resold and everybody jumped in. Mm-hmm. Wow, no Seven, 17 years. So 17 years of, of constantly pushing this, uh, pushing this uh, nonprofit is what this is. Um, that's huge. That's a lot of work. I mean, that's almost got to be a full-time job in itself when it does come around. It is. It is. I shut my business down to like one-third of the business that I take mm -hmm. um, for right now, like right. during this time. Really? Yeah, he's been carrying the load, most of the load of this whole shoot. So, mm -hmm. if anybody comes to shoot, give your hats off to her. She's the one that's been doing most of the work. Yeah. No, that's down to what they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, she's doing dictating. I dress coded them. So yeah, if you come out and you have a question or a concern about anything, come look for us in the green shirts and <laughs> and black yeti hats with khaki shorts. Yeah. Well, I'll, um, be, I'll be wearing one of my boonie caps from... The only thing I haven't decided yet for them is their shoes. She mm -hmm. won't dictate that. <laughs> and what uh, and, uh, what uh, hiking boots are you recommending? Just any that work? <laughs> yeah, any that work. I mean, whatever works for you. I mean... Oh, we have a hiking boot sponsor. I totally missed it. Hold on. I'll recommend okay. them. Uh, well, me personally, I like Danners. Mm -hmm. From when I was in the Army, I had a pair of Danners when I was in the Army. And those were the best boots I ever wore. And that's all I wear is Danners. Really? Okay. Yeah. They they always feel really good for me. So mm -hmm. So you don't really get much into the hype of, of, uh, of like, Krispies and and all these other boots that are going on. See, that's that's my thing is that it's very interesting to see how people are doing more with less, essentially, you know, guys who don't need to, to become brand-named. Yeah. Well, no, it's just 
I don't I don't follow what everybody else is doing. I I go with what I know mm-hmm. and what I've always been wearing. So and I usually just go with Danners. Yeah, I love those boots. Those are the most comfortable boots I ever worn. Yeah, I have to take that into account. For me, it's it's a little bit different. I don't think we're gonna be hiking as much over here in Georgia. So usually, I get throw some muck boots on, and we should be pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, one one hunter offered me muck boots when I was balling told that I was shooting last weekend in tennis shoes, and I was like, um, I'll take my chances because those are really slippery. <laughs> yeah, like I'd rather have wheat that or wet feet than a broken head. Yeah, I recommend that. <laughs> I just wish people could see this video and see my reaction to her. <laughs> oh, he God. was not there, and I was not there to uh, shoot, and then they decided I was shooting. I shot with his arrows because I already broke all mine. Yeah. I'm in tennis shoes. Like, thank God I brought a raincoat because. <laughs> Don't ever ask a man what to wear. Like, lesson number one. Like, what's the weather going to be like? Should I bring this? Oh, you'll be fine. Thank God I checked the weather. See, I'm, see, I'm a little bit opposite with that. I try to tell my wife. I, I tell her, like, hey, like, go ahead and wear. Uh, oh, there she is, actually. Uh, yeah, this is my this is my studio, guys. It's just the bedroom. Uh, no, but I, I do the same thing. I check the weather, and I make sure I tell her. I'm like, oh, yeah, bring a raincoat. Bring this. Bring this. And, uh. That is never the case. So I'm usually the one that has more jackets than, than I should, but just in case, I'm, I'm the exact same way. So I'm, like, out there. It's pouring rain, and I'm in cashmere tennis shoes. I was like, this is – they were like water shoes at the end of the day. <laughs> but my point being is that they have, like, good grip on them for that downhill climb where there's rocks, and mm. I'm a rock climber. So – like, it was easy for me with my footing. I would have rather had that than a pair of muck boots and dry feet. So the whole rock climbing thing, that, I'm going to have to cover that next time. Because that sounds like going to be a fun story in itself where you guys have... Have you done the, the rock climbing, too? No. no. I do not do that stuff. when I go. I hate it. Oh, really? That's something... I, I honestly, it's something... I, well, I saw people doing it in Colorado, and I was like, man, I kind of want to try that. That looks kind of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've done yoga. I've done a yoga pose, two hundred feet in the air, like a back bend, yeah. two hundred feet off the ground, tight in. What the? I hell? Hate that picture. <laughs> Literally, yeah, he hates just, that picture. Just full anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's another one of me hanging, like literally hanging, basically upside down. Oh my god. And he's like, "Why? Why?" Yeah. I've only come home hurt once, ish. It was kind of hurt, ish. Yeah. Did you break your arm? I'm not scared of heights. I was in aviation, but I still just don't understand the whole thing of rock. <laughs> you have to overcome the fact that you're gonna die because you're not gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then, like, you work out one time a week. You don't have to go to the gym. I just don't understand why you want to go up a rock just to. Because you hit that it's point where thing. everything in your body yeah. is telling you, I'm going to die. Yeah. Like, it's if just... I do this one thing, I'm definitely dying. You get into hyper-focus. You and you're like, oh, I didn't die. But no crazy situations when you're elk hunting, though? I mean, you get some pretty steep some steep spots where you're like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. We've, we've been in some steep spots where we've been chasing a bull or a cow. Um, 
there's one year muzzle loading i actually got lost once oh wow so yeah it took my my dad and my my two brothers to find me i just i lost my way uh i didn't have the correct you know this is before gps right and uh and uh i didn't have a, a good compass and it was it just snowed so and there was no it was all cloud cover so i wasn't able to see where i was going or anything and i got lost Damn. and uh i went around in circles to try to find my tracks to try to find my way back out and i couldn't find them because it snowed so much I, I couldn't see where my tracks were at so i just pretty much hunkered down and just thought to myself well i'm gonna be spending the night out here <laughs> and uh started a fire and next like a few hours later all i heard was gunshots and uh i was muzzleloading that season and then i fired off my muzzleloader and i heard more gunshots and then i just like put out the fire grabbed all my gear and just started running towards the gunshots i didn't care who it was oh, God. and uh it and i saw just a lantern coming through the trees and it was my dad and my brothers oh, and lucky i was like you. <laughs> one of the one of the two times i've seen my dad cry jeez i always seen him cry when he uh found when they found me in the woods and he only cried when um, I went into went into the army. Yeah. Ah oh, man, yeah. yeah, that's a that's an emotional time, that's for sure. Yeah. No, it was just it was weird because yeah, it, it's scary. Yeah. Not knowing where, where the hell you're at. And now do you, in um, I know Aaron Aaron Snyder preaches this preaches this a lot, and that I've hear, heard in some of his podcasts too is this whole land navigation thing. Are you guys pushing that on your on your kids now and make sure that they that they're pretty proficient oh, yeah. with that? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially day. with horseback riding, because I'm more of like a free range parent. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. In out when we're out, not in the city. In the city, I'm like an FBI agent. Like I will. Background <laughs> check. I background check their boyfriends, their girlfriends, the parents, the friends, the friends' parents. Oh my god. But like when we're out, like just we were just out on our family ranch, and I mean. I don't even know if I've ridden all of my family ranch and like they took off and I just really made sure that they knew which way to point if mm. they got turned around. No, that's good. That's good. That's super important. And that's kind of, again, you know, just to touch back on it is just, you guys bring again, you know, you bringing in your family into this, uh, to this hobby, you know, into the sport. And then you're, you're also teaching them just, you're kind of teaching them other kind of life skills that they're not going to learn in school. You know, this is stuff that, you know, right. it's going to help them. It's stuff that I wish I had learned prior to going to the military as well. You know, I, I wish I kind of grew up in that sense in that way, you know, and, and I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up hunting. I didn't grow up, you know, doing a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, we did stuff here and there. I mean, I played outside all the time, but nothing yeah. to nothing to what like my buddies had experienced growing up here and, you know, in right. more of the Southern States. Cause you know, in, in Miami you're just not doing that so right everybody else is doing that up here so it's um it's very cool to to see that and that, that you guys are doing that and right. uh you know before we before we you know get done with this um because we're, we're pushing an hour now but um oh, wow. yeah I know time flies when you start talking and when you talk to yeah. people that you're having fun with man I wish I was over there right now having a beer with you so you too yeah man we have a good time we got plenty of it <laughs> yeah we will we'll, we'll definitely I'll talk to the wife we'll yeah. definitely plan it that'll be a for sure thing I'll definitely go to Colorado again I already told her I don't know if you guys saw the Instagram post but Colorado is definitely where I want to go I told her I'd yeah. move there if I could but uh 
Wait till the housing market crashes. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. man, that's here too. <laughs> really? That's my, Georgia? that's my studio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Cool. Georgia boosted up a lot uh, just due to Hollywood. Is you know they got their movie studios out oh. here, and yeah. um, so you know prices just going up everywhere. Wood's expensive, metal's starting to get expensive. So yeah, yeah. it's like that everywhere. Though. Yep, yeah, it's starting to affect the whole thing at, at this point. Um, I did notice when we flew into Denver was the amount of housing that they're building up just next to the airport alone yeah. was insane. Uh, oh, yeah. All that property, I was like, oh my god, it yeah. doesn't stop. Yeah, they're they're growing. It's grown everywhere. They're building everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went and ate at this hot dog place over in Denver. Yeah, Boulder. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I had a. My wife had the rattlesnake and rabbit hot dog. I think it's. Uh, what is that place called? It's like Biker Jim's <laughs> hot dog place or some craziness that's over there in, in Colorado. Oh really? Oh dang. It's some so if you come back out here, you need to go to the fort. The fort? Yeah. yeah. Get yourself some Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh, man, that does sound pretty good. I do like oysters. Do, do you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are? <laughs> no. I would assume they have to be oysters from the Rockies. No, in the, yeah. <laughs> from the fort. Yeah, you yeah. need to get some Rocky Mountain well, oysters We're done with fort. this. I need you to Google yeah. Rocky Mountain oysters. And I just want to know that I used to participate in the collection of those on a ranch. <laughs> They sit out for a while. Really? <laughs> you don't hunt any elk out in New Mexico? Oh, yeah. New Mexico is a huge elk state. So one of the benefits from being from what I call, like, I laugh all the time because when I was a kid, I just, like, wanted to be out of there so bad and live in a city. And now I live in a city, and I just want to be back in small-town America. But... um. My family, they were avid, avid hunters. I mean, from August to December, I don't, I literally, they were just like gone. Um, I'm like the kid who grew up with like the jerky hanging above the fireplace, <laughs> waiting for it to be ready. Um, yeah, but I am a, I mean, but I'm a yuppie. She is. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, uh, hunting is huge there. Elk hunting. Deer hunting is huge. I see my family members on social media all the time, every year, killing. And, like, it, when I get chances to go back home and see them for, like, small books of time, I'm like, so does anyone have, like, any jerky? Like, can we wrap that <laughs> off? Because I haven't been back in, like, five years, and can I at least have, like, two pieces? There you go. Um, so it's big there. That's all I grew up on. That's awesome. I grew up on elk, deer, and antelope. Well, and cattle. Well, that's the best way to do it. No, no processed <laughs> foods. You know, get no. that, get all natural. That's yeah. good to go. Well, um, hey guys, so, so we're coming up hour twenty now, and uh, I got one last question. I ask this at the end of my podcast all the time. Um, okay. What is the biggest myth that you wanted to debunk about your business that you got going on for people that want to try to get into it? Our, our business, business? Or, or not your business or the the nonprofit that you guys that you guys are running you know what's the biggest it's, not as, hard as, it's yeah. not as hard as you think it is i think you know a couple doors close and a lot of people give up and maybe it's just my legal backgrounds but like just don't take no for an answer negotiate yeah. something better um or move on to the next one they're going to be sorry they turned you down mm-hmm. awesome 
And yeah. um, where can uh, where can people find you guys if they want to follow and support and uh, you know and start helping out with uh, shoot for the troops? So our website is www.shootforthetroops.org. If you can't come to the shoot, you can certainly donate, and those donations go a long, long way. If you donate over 250, I know you can't, they can't see it, but you get one of these. Um, customized they're Yeti. customized Yetis. Um, on Instagram, we're TC Shoot for the Troops, and on Facebook, we're the Terry Campbell Annual Shoot for the Troops. So there's a lot of presence right now. There's a lot of archers tagging us. There's a lot of podcasters tagging us. Um, and so, I mean, please, if you can't come, please donate because yeah. you're doing a really, really good thing by putting those those funds in. Oh, awesome, definitely. And and again, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to uh, go ahead and, and interview such a such an awesome organization. Uh, you guys have been doing it for such a long time, um, and it's just it's an opportunity to be put you guys on my platform and help promote you because that's what it's that's what it's all about especially somebody who's fellow service member as well and a family you know you're just as much as part of his services as he as he did you know it's it's huge um wives definitely take the brunt you know spouses always take the brunt of it as well um so yeah again thank you guys so much this was this was awesome um yeah thanks for having us thanks for uh, taking the time Oh yeah, no problem at all. Anytime, yeah, anytime. Like the last minute podcast, I loved it. Oh yeah, you know, I was just like, whatever. Yeah, my other guy had fell yeah. through. He had. Some yeah, I retired. Some I retired. I'm like, I can fit you into my schedule. Move <laughs> <laughs> some things around. It's too much. All right, y'all. I'll uh, I'll definitely hit you up, and maybe we'll be able to link up one day. Well, Hope on so. on that note, I've been to your Instagram, and you have some pretty cool hats. Yes, and we are going to be dropping some here pretty soon. Uh, I got another set to start getting uh, ordered, and we got some T-shirts that we're going to be dropping here as well. So just trying to expand my my own little uh, small operation I got going on here. She's first year, so we can get a few for the swag bag. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely get some over to y'all for sure. I'll send it. I'll pay for shipping because at this point, it's like you got to rapid ship it. Yeah. Since yeah. the shoots next week, but um, I'll send you our address. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'll, I'll try to see if I can't get them uh, rushed over to you guys and and see what we can do. Um, yeah, we'll talk to this. See how easy it is. You yeah. just gotta yeah. ask. Just gotta ask. Just gotta ask. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, y'all. You guys take care. You too. Right, you Thank too. you. Thank you. Bye.